Too many entrepreneurs are struggling to seize the unique opportunities available in business today. The Get Clear podcast is here to connect the best people with best tools so that they can reach their business goals. Now, please welcome the host of the Get Clear podcast, John Morrison. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Get Clear podcast. My name is John Morrison. I'll be the host of the podcast today. And going forward, you're probably going to hear from me a ton. Well, hey, I'm really excited about kicking off the podcast with the first session. But usually what we're going to do is we're going to have interviews with somebody that uh, is offering some insight or some tool or something that's going to help you grow or scale your business. But for now, you're going to get stuck with me. And I thought probably that's okay to start off because if you're thinking, hey, uh, this is a new podcast, I'd like to give it a listen. I want to hear what this host is all about. I want to hear their heart behind what they do. Is this just another podcast adding more noise to an already noisy world? Or is there something here that's going to help you? I think there is something that's going to help you. So I want to share with you a little bit about my experience doing a TEDx talk uh, here in the Fraser Valley, just outside of Vancouver, British Columbia. And to do so, I was interviewed by my friend and colleague. His name's Matt Forrest. Matt's actually going to interview me about my experience. Some of you are wondering, what's it like to do a TEDx talk? Maybe you could do it. Maybe you're thinking about doing one. Maybe you've got an idea that's uh, kind of growing. And so you could hear a little bit about my experience as I took on this endeavor. For a long time, I was looking forward to it. And so I kind of share a little bit about my experience here but also the message that behind is behind it, because I think it really does reflect my heart for business. So here's my interview or Matt's interview with me. Recently, you had done a TEDx talk. Um, why don't you tell me a little bit about your experience of that? Right. So I, I, the TEDx platform is huge, right? Or just TED, I guess, in general. TEDx is kind of the... Uh, it's an independent uh, license from TED Talks. Yeah, yeah, so you don't you don't have to be big time to do a TEDx talk, right? You just have to have a, a message and you have to be able to talk in front of people. And so I love talking in front of people. I was a, a preacher for years, so I'm not uh, not too scared of, of big crowds. In fact, my, my personality growing up was like, hey, is that a stage and a microphone? Do you think I could have five minutes up there? <laughs> just this <laughs> sense of I just loved doing it. It feels like a performance no matter what you're doing. And so I just needed to have something to say. So finally, when I realized this idea of start with who uh, was something that was a good adjustment that needed to happen. And I think in the business world, I started to uh, flesh out that idea. And I was like, Hey, I finally have something to say on the TED, TED platform. So I applied just like anyone else would, you know, you have to stand in front of a, a panel and kind of pitch your idea. I had three minutes to talk about what I would talk about and and they loved it and I got a chance to, to do it. So it was always kind of that thing that was on my bucket list was, you know, want to do a TED talk, but not sure what to say. Finally found the thing to say and got the chance to do it. And okay. So do you feel that that was more of a, um, you found something to talk about and you had the chance to kind of convey that and kind of get a, get a leg up on what you wanted to talk about? Or did you kind of have this idea kind of in the back of your head um, a bit before you found the platform for it? No, definitely. definitely. Those who know me would know that uh, I knew about the platform and just needed to find something to say when I was okay. up there. Okay. <laughs> so that's why I, you know, I read the book Start With Why by Simon Sinek. Plus I'd read a book called Building a Story Brand by Don Miller. And I kind of took those two together. Sinek is all about, you know, what is your why? What drives you forward? What is your business all about? You're uh, establishing your core values. And then, you know, that's why people are going to want to buy from you. And I was just like, I don't know if I, 
if I believe that, right? Because there's a lot of people that buy stuff from companies that they, they don't really go with their, agree with their core values. I did read the book myself. I, um, there are a lot of good points, but yeah, it's, um, it's very uh, focused on, you know, making sure that if people know their why, I guess your core values, so people would relate to that. Right. Um, but obviously there's a mm-hmm. entirely more important side to that. Right. Like why would Hillary Clinton go to Chick-fil-A, right? She totally disagrees with their conservative right-wing position and yet they deliver good chicken. And so if she wants good chicken, she's going to go to Chick-fil-A. Uh, you know, why do people go to buy Apple products when they don't necessarily agree with all the things that Apple stands for? And they don't even really know what Apple stands for. They just know they have some stuff that that works for them. And so they go do it. And so I thought, you know, people don't always know about your why, nor do they even care about your why. And I think in, when we do marketing, if we just talk about ourselves and, and our why, we shouldn't be surprised with people when people get bored. And, and so that, that leads into um, starting story brand. Yeah. So story brand is really all about when you talk about what you do, be aware of the people that you're talking to. What is it that they want? What's keeping them up at night? It's usually something that's stopping them from getting what they want in life. What's causing them to put this idea that my happily ever after that I'm pursuing with my life is in jeopardy. And so I'm very well aware of anybody speaking to some of my pain points, to some of the things that I'm struggling with. If someone speaks to me in that way, then I'm all of a sudden, they have my attention. And I think in the 21st century, like attention is one of our, you know, the greatest gifts we can give people. It's kind of funny because the, the start with why is on the premise of people need to understand your problem or your I guess people need to understand you and your business. Whereas with the start with who is you're trying to understand and relate with the client so that they feel a bit more welcome. Yeah. It's kind of a dynamic opposite. Yeah. And I wouldn't want people to think that I'm like anti Simon Sinek. I mean, I'm kind of taking on Goliath. Like he's one of the biggest Ted talks of all time. Right. I mean, the guy's a legend bestseller. And I agree even that you should, you know, climb the mountain, find your inspiration figure out why it is that you exist and what you want to do in, in life and how you're going to do that. But then when you come down the mountain, don't be surprised that people are not all that excited to hear what you want to talk about, right? I mean, your mom is always willing to listen to your why and your spouse pretends to care about your why, but the other people, like the ones that you actually need to reach that you want to help with this idea that you have, this this big why, you got to think about what is, how do I pitch this and frame this in a way that they actually care about what it is. And if I just talk about myself and how important I am and how I'm going to change the world and how this is going to be so great and our first quarter growth and our estimated sales, you know, in the next coming year and how, you know, all this, people just don't care. They're too busy and they're moving fast. And all they're looking for is who's going to help me solve my problems so that I can win my story. Mm-hmm. I'd right? like, Hey, this person I'm talking to that seems to be pitching this. Why, you know, they seem like a big, a big deal and stuff in their mind at least, but you know, in a, in a t- world of limited time and resources, I just need to find somebody who's going to help me. That's why I really like building a story brand because it really pitches this idea that, you know, when we talk about what we do, whether it be on our website or at a cocktail party or something where we ask people ask us what we do, we need to really be aware that if we're pitching ourselves as a hero, people are going to tune out. But if we pitch ourselves as a guide to a hero, then all of a sudden we have an opportunity to lead people to usher them to where they want to get to, to be. Everyone likes a dialogue more than a monologue. For sure. So yeah, it's kind of what that whole kind of thing is about. Um, so do you feel like after, after you kind of, you gave like a 20 minute crunch down version of, of that with your Ted talk, um, do you feel like that was a bit of, had an impact on the audience and 
Well, I think 20 minutes would be a bit generous. Um, I mean, for a recovering preacher, you know, 20 minutes, it's hard to do 20 minutes. But actually, the a TED Talk is only supposed to be 12 to 14 minutes. And those are actually the best uh, TEDx talks or TED Talks are 12 to 14 minutes. I mean, you know this, Matt. You're organizing. Yeah, I do. Um, you you warn your speakers from going too long. It was uh, it was a few months. I thought it was a 20-minute talk. But yeah, no, it was more uh, 12 minutes, I believe. I think they 15. give you 18 at the most and then tell you. Look, if you go 18, people are going to be tuning out by 12. Yeah. So this, the all the stats are overwhelmingly in favor of keep it short, uh, or the five, the five encouragements, uh, the five Bs. I would say, be brief, brother, be brief. <laughs> you know. Yeah, yeah. You keep it brief, people will listen. So uh, did it have an impact? I think so. I think there was a good, uh, a good bit of feedback from it. I think ultimately, what I needed to do was realize that there's an idea here. That needs to be fleshed out. And that's one of the reasons why we wanted to start the podcast was, you know, over these next things, we're going to really flesh out that idea of what does it mean to get clear on who you're trying to reach and how you're going to reach them. And so we're going to talk about that in, in coming uh, episodes here. For sure. And so really it's partly it's for me. So I can actually be like, okay, actually that was kind of a good thought, but that one was a dumb thought. That one needed to, that was half baked, you know, needed a little more time to cook and and this Just one actually we can slowly refining the process right. as it goes. Yeah, yeah, exactly. One talk at a time. <laughs> yeah, but I think there is a correction that needs to happen. And that is, you know, all businesses have to be people-centered and not just people-centered, but customer-centered. Mm-hmm. You know, if you have an idea to start a business, you know, what, what do you need to actually start it? Some people say you need to have an idea. Or some people say you need to have capital. I would say to start a business, you need a customer. <laughs> yeah. Right? And you have to realize that these customers... Uh, are they'll buy and they'll you know they'll they'll be in they'll invest in what you're doing if they see that you can solve a problem for them mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. they won't buy your why they'll buy a solution to their problem so you got to start with who who am i trying to reach uh what is what are they struggling with because there's all of a sudden now there's a market so you need a customer you need a market and then you need something to offer them a solution so unless your idea offers solutions to problems i don't think you got much of a business so mm-hmm. I could talk about that for a long time and, and really want to flesh out that idea is how do you be a business that is customer centric? Yeah. And you look at some of these growing, you know, across the, across international borders here, like the, the fastest growing companies are solving customer problems. Like Amazon, you'd think, oh, they just deliver packages, but actually no, Amazon's is incredibly customer focused, customer experience, all about solving customer solutions. Yeah. They're, they're all focused on how, you know, how convenient can we make here? Exactly. Deliveries. So now exactly. that, there's that expectation and like model that everyone's now trying to mimic in regards to like, you know, Amazon Prime's, you know, benefits and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. And of course, now people will get upset when their package doesn't arrive within a day, right. which is something it's, you'd never think about. It's definitely years created ago. a uh, higher expectation. Yeah. It? Yeah. It's, uh, I guess it's a good problem to uh, uh, solve for people. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a problem that people didn't even know they had. So, right. Um, yeah. Yeah. So that kind of leads into my next question. Like what, what, how does, how does start with who going to impact like businesses today? Cause it sounds like it, it sounds immediately like it would be more for like small businesses trying to figure out what their market is and how to engage them properly. But it's, you've, we've had meetings with like larger scale businesses that, um, haven't realized that that's, that's a problem and that's a solution to the problem. Yeah. Yeah. So Matt, Matt is referencing as we were, we got a chance to visit a $50 million facility and that's just that one facility. They're putting out 50 million in sales per year. 
And one of the things we quickly realize is that they do a lot of technical work, but actually talking about it in a non-technical way is quite a struggle for them uh, because they're so involved in the company, right? It's all they do. So they're thinking at a nine or a 10 level. Something that they think is obvious is not obvious to totally. uh, the people they're trying to reach out to. Right. So starting with who really is about, okay, what do these people that are actually going to drive our sales, right? There'll be no 50 million sales unless we have people spending writing checks for that amount, right? So what do they need to hear from us that shows that we're the best option for them? And so it's taking that language that, you know, everybody should know this, right? You ever hung out with nurses or doctors or even teachers, right? They, they tech speak people, any kind of tech people, they speak in these acronyms and, uh, you know, words that are, you know, t- four or five syllables. You have no idea what it is that they're talking about. It gets kind of annoying. You, you spend a Friday night <laughs> hanging out with them, right? But then they have to write, make, do a website or write a brochure. And now it's like, okay, well, we got to dumb it down, right? Let's take it down to a six or a seven. Well, let's, we realize that the public is down at six or seven. But the truth is, uh, you need to take it down to a two or, or a three. Like that's how people make their decisions. Even, you know, PhDs, you know, the highly educated people will still make buying decisions on an emotional level, that two or three level. Yeah, you're not going to use your like high level techno mumbo jumbo to, you know, make a pitch because people won't understand that's something you should be doing on more once you've actually engaged with the, you know, your potential client or customer. So you bring them in, have that dialogue, and then you can actually start about how we're going to fix the problem more in depth. Right. Yeah. And I think we carry this entitlement where when we're good at something, we think, well, how could somebody not know this? Like, how dare they uh, be so stupid? Right. And we have to think, well, starting with who is all about saying, if I want to communicate something like how helpful and beneficial this product is to somebody, I have to communicate at their level. Right. Just like if you were meeting somebody and spoken a different language, you need to understand their language first if you're going to communicate your great ideas to them. And starting with who really is about, okay, rather than carrying around this entitlement or you guys should know more, the public is so dumb, think we got to love our ideal client enough that we want to help them get to where a, a position where they can understand what it is that we're talking about and the added benefits and features of, of our product. So mm-hmm. we, have to, we have to meet them where they're at, not where they should be. Yeah. And so I think so many companies, it's not just startup entrepreneurs, it's like these, these multi-million dollar companies, they, they really struggle to, to bring their language down and, and even just know, okay, at the core of what we do, what is it? Cause you know, you, you're in business long enough, you know, you pile layers on layers on layers of complexity. And so we're, we've really found a market and just making things simple for the people you're trying to reach. And that's also where there's a benefit of having a, a small business that's looking for that kind of clarity from the get-go um, they can they can start with that and then have that philosophy going forward as they grow and scale their business so that mm-hmm. it's clear throughout and they can ask that questions like okay who's like how are we reaching out and our next yeah. steps here so yeah and nicely as they get better yeah. or get bigger they're actually already getting a competitive edge over already larger businesses so that's that's where the small business and mm-hmm. entrepreneurs can really get a leg up with that kind yeah of a nice lean startup has tons of advantages because they can actually pivot very quickly if they if you have this idea at two in the morning for a business, you can just go and test the market. Go find some people that you think it'll help. Be like, hey, does this is this helpful to you? And if they say yes, then it's like, well, are you willing to pay for it? If they say no, they won't pay money for it. It's really just a hobby, right? But if there's actually a, a problem that you're solving, it's created a market that people will invest their resources in. Now you have a business. So you could just keep testing. Keep testing your idea and pivoting on your idea. Okay, maybe this isn't for this person. Maybe it's for someone yeah, else. It's just, it's market research. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. 
so last question, I guess, for the uh, for the podcast today. Where do you th- where are you hoping that this start with who concept will kind of lead you? Right. Well, personally, I mean, I I like I said, I'd, I'd love to be able to flesh this idea out with other other business leaders and even just people that are trying to identify who their ideal client is. The more I talk to them, the more I'm realizing like there's there's something here that needs to be developed. So more podcast episodes for me. I would like to eventually write a book on this this topic. You do have the beginnings of it. Yeah, we do. We have we have, I have some, seen it. We've written some stuff down, but you know, actually getting it from the paper onto actual real paper is is quite a journey. So I got I got to sharpen my thoughts out. But but really, my hope is for the people uh, listening to this that they would be encouraged to really think through. Okay, who is it that we're trying to reach uh, as a business, right? And and by doing that, you know, we're trying to reach them by making their lives a little bit better. I think businesses should make lives better. I'm very opportunistic and optimistic when I think about business. I know our our culture kind of poo-poo's on business, like oh, you know, if business is ever brought up, it's usually in some negative term in in, in Hollywood or on the radio. Even I'm very pro business, and I want to see businesses grow for the reasons that we talked about before. I think marriages get better. And I think uh, lives get better when the economy gets better. You can hire more people when your business is doing well. So I really want to help people. And one of the things that, you know, we're going to cover at first is how do you market your business? And so, you know, we, we realized, I mean, one of the most depressing things is to seeing what you know is an inferior product in your competition and you see people go to them instead. Uh, and that's just like, it's just overwhelming to think, man, if I had just been able to talk about what I did differently, people would see and trust us more. And I, yeah. And I'd be in there competing with them instead of off to the wayside wishing <laughs> for, yeah. for so, success. So they think I've got to hook them better. Somehow I've, I've got to get capture their attention instead of my competitors. So I want to teach them how to, how to talk about what they do so that it hooks people, but it also shows that you are trustworthy. And so I'm sure there's some people that want to be able to leverage some of the, the tools that are available, things like podcasting and, you know, creating videos and having a stronger a social media presence and which, you know, what channel to use for them and find out where you're the people that you're actually going after. How do you actually become an expert in the field so that you don't have to do so much persuasion, but uh, you're actually a leader that they trust and you, you could do persuasion, which is they already know about you. They're ready to, to work with you as soon as uh, they make that first call. And, and so that takes a lot of work, but that's really just, you know, knowing your who and then showing up and and seeking to help them all the time. So I know that I love to work with with entrepreneurs and businesses that feel like they could grow so much stronger if they could just get clear in their messaging and their marketing. So you know, we're really going after them as, from a business perspective, uh, but it, it just takes a, us showing up with them and yeah, saying, and we're it, here to help you. It takes a bit of passion to even like keep that going for years to come as well, because you could easily be like, this is what I want to do. And then eventually, if you're not really caring about, you know, helping these businesses and stuff, you can just easily burn out and just be like, I don't want to do this anymore. For sure. So for sure, the Matt, actual, yeah. I want to do this, want to help businesses. It's an actual like thing that like tangible thing that we want to do. So mm-hmm. I think with these podcasts, we can definitely um, keep that kind of thing going and culture going and mm-hmm. uh, just draw more people in, I think. Yeah. And Matt and I met at a thing. It was a gathering for entrepreneurs. And when I think about those guys and some of the, the struggles that they have and some of the things that we could help them with, like so that they can spend more time with their family and they can, you know, take their kids to Disneyland and they could drive cars that don't break down or they could, uh, I mean, there's all kinds of things that they could do if they just had the tool. So we want to help in that kind of way as we're learning as well, right? Because it's not like we've climbed to the very top. It's just, we're learning 
And like I said, the best learning, I think, comes in conversation. So we're going to have conversations with people who are further ahead than us. And we're going to learn some things to get some tools to, to achieve our goals. Yep. I was, there's a quote, I cannot remember who it's from, but if, it's, uh, if you're the smartest person in the room, uh, you you need to hire more people <laughs> or <laughs> right. something along those lines. But it's it's very smart thing to think about. So there's two of us in this uh, studio right now, Matt. Who do you think is the smartest <laughs> one now? We'll, we'll, we'll talk about that uh, on a on a future episode, maybe. We'll but, just uh, hire more people. We'll exactly. just figure out that. Or have more people on for interviews. There you go. I, I like that good. idea. I'm, yep. I'm really looking forward to this podcast. I've wanted to do it for a while. I just needed Matt's help to kind of get there. And I think we have a lot that we can that we can offer people. So, hey, if you're along the ride this far in the in the podcast, thanks so much for being a part of uh, your day. We know that you're maybe you're on a commute to work or you're doing maybe cutting the grass or something. But whatever you're doing, uh, thanks for spending time with us. We're really looking forward to the journey with you and hope it can add a ton of value to you personally and to your business as well. Well, thanks John for that. And to the who, right? And Obviously we want to, we want to help people. We, I think your business probably solves a problem that could make a lot of people's lives better. And so if we can get you in front of them, then we can make their lives better. So uh, like I said, man, I, I love business. I think it solves so much, so many problems in the world. And so we're happy to, to throw our bid in and say, we want to help grow businesses in that way. Yeah, I agree with that. All right. Well, thanks, John. Um, I think that's it for today's podcast. Thanks, everyone, for listening. This has been the Get Clear Business Podcast. I'm Matt Forster. This is John Morrison. Thanks so much for listening. Stay tuned for future episodes. If you need help getting a clear message for your business, or you need a website you truly love, visit getclear.ca. If you liked what you heard today, please leave an honest review on whatever platform you're using to listen. Thanks for joining us on another episode of the Get Clear Podcast. We look forward to sharing another great episode coming up soon.